episode, we are chatting with two graduates of a Cornellage school in Morganton, North Carolina, Emily Robinson and Zach O'Connelly. We discuss what they learned at New Dimensions School and how a Cornellage education helped them in high school and beyond. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Building Knowledge Podcast. I have a few very special guests with me today. Um, full disclosure, these actually were my students when I was in the classroom. Um, Emily Robinson and Zach O'Connelly. That's that's how I knew him when I first met met these two when they were in the fifth grade at New Dimensions School in Morganton, North Carolina. What I want to welcome both of you to the show. Um, and I'm really excited to talk with them um, because they were both at this charter school that I worked at in North Carolina. Um, so what I'd like to do is first have you both tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves. Um, we'll start with Emily. Okay, so hi. Um, my name is Emily Robinson, and I'm from Morganton, North Carolina. Um, I recently graduated in December of 2021 from Elon University, um, where I majored in policy studies and minored in economics, business administration, and poverty and social justice studies. And right now, I am a graduate student at NC State working on getting my master's in public administration, and I'm also working at another charter school. Um, as an administrative assistant um, with plans to hopefully move into admin once I finish my master's. That's so awesome. Zacho, what about you? <laughs> um, so I'm finishing up my last semester at UNC Chapel Hill. I'm a biology major, and uh, I just actually got my uh, started. I'm going to start my job in the coming summer as an incoming associate consultant at the Boston Consulting Group. Um, and yeah, so it's kind of an exciting time just finishing up everything and finishing up school, excited to get started with the next part of life. That is so, that is so awesome. Um, I think all of us as teachers, we see potential in people and we're like always hoping for the best. Um, and you two, I knew right away you would both be successful and you are. So it makes me proud to say I might've had just a little tiny bit of, um, a part of that, even though all I did was see them once a week in the computer lab. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your early education in um, K through eight at New Dimension School. Now, Emily, you actually went to New Dimensions for your entire elementary slash middle school career. Yes. Um, and then, Zacha, what year did you come in? How old were you? Um, so I started in first grade. I didn't. I went to like homeschool for kindergarten, and then I missed just sixth grade. So I know <laughs> I always get like robbed of the title of being K through eighth because I missed sixth grade. But um, no, so yeah, that's where I was. <laughs> oh my gosh! Made it. <laughs> I was say I kind of remember now that you did <laughs> for sixth grade, and I was really mad. Um, and then you came back. Well, we won't talk about that year. Um, <laughs> So what kinds of things did you all learn that you can remember that you learned um, at New Dimensions? I can go ahead and start if that's good with you. Yeah, okay. awesome. Okay. Um, 
I was talking to my mom a little bit about it just to see like what she remembered versus what I remember. Um, and most of what I remember is from Miss Stanton. Um, since I think Zacho and I both had her three times, or maybe Zacho was in a different. Yeah, he didn't have her for first time, but <laughs> I had her three times. He had her two times. So um, I think a lot of the lessons that she did stick out to me. Um, one that I remember specifically was in first grade, we like each person in the class got to do an assignment about a little animal or critter or something um, and the biome that they live in. And so you had to make like a little diorama and bring it in. And then we did, you know, presentations and we got to show everyone. I did a penguin. So I got to show where my little penguin was living and how that was, you know, a good environment for my penguin. Um, and so that was really neat, uh, learning all the different kinds of animals. And I, I remember, Emily, when you I saw you, you were a freshman in high school. You came back because uh, Emily has has two younger siblings and we were talking and I think you said about your biology class and bringing up Miss Stanton. And you said, I thought everybody learned that in third grade because we learned that in third grade with Miss Stanton. Um, so it was definitely this idea that you were well prepared when you got to high school. What about you, Zacha? What what stands out to you? From no, yeah, I mean, I think kind of like you just said, um, I think that while in the first grade to fifth grade education, there's so many things that are so like fundamental that you're going to learn over and over again. Like, you know, I remember learning about the Romans. And I remember learning the Spartans. And I remember learning like that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, you know, which everybody learns over and over. But then like, since there was like more creativity, I felt like when talking to like people in high school later about it, where they had a very formulaic, like, you know, learning these concepts, ours was very specific and each teacher kind of did their own thing for it. Like, I remember like I was talking, Emily and I were talking about this and I remember in sixth grade, we had a uh, Miss McCarthy do like, um, do like Emmett Till for like the, the like race theory part, like when she was teaching that in sixth grade. And that was like, you know, just very specific and something she was really passionate about. And that was something that I think a lot of public people didn't get or I uh, miss on first grade. She, I remember talked about like biology or something. I think, I think that was like her undergrad and she just like gave one lesson on it and she was excited about it. And she just like really loved what she was doing. And that stuck with me. Um, hence I was a biology major, maybe. So <laughs> who knows how those things all start, but. <laughs> well, and that, when you talk about like learning these things over and over again, that was, that's part of like the core knowledge sequence is that you get exposed to something, you know, a little bit like in like say civil war in second grade, and then you go more in depth in fifth grade about it. So you get to see these things over and over again and just a little piece and you build and you build and you build. Um, and then hopefully when you get to high school and college, you already have that base of knowledge that maybe some of your other counterparts don't have. Um, so that leads me to my next question. So how did that exposure to content in the core knowledge sequence prepare you for higher education, meaning high school and then in college as well? Um, so I think similar to what you just said, um, core knowledge really promotes building on previous knowledge that you had from that sequence. Um, and I feel like a lot of education models that teachers follow now because their admin wants them to um, teach more to the test. And I think a lot of times that encourages kids to study for the test. And then immediately after the test, like all that information leaves. Um, and so I think using core knowledge at New Dimensions kind of 
got us away from that. Like I never felt like I was studying to take a test and then I was forgetting things like we were doing projects with the material. And then, you know, next year we were coming back to that material or maybe in the next nine weeks, something we were referring back to it. So it was never like you take a test and then the next unit was completely separate. And I thought it was really good that we built on everything. Um, And I think that was helpful in high school and especially in college, because I noticed that especially in college, like taking midterms and then finals and then maybe some cumulative final at the end a lot of my classmates really struggled with remembering you know like okay how do I connect what we learn in the first part of the class to the things at the end and I felt like I really didn't have a difficult time with that and maybe that was because of poor knowledge my brain was kind of already used to building those connections between different classes and different parts of the semester so I felt it just made sense to connect things from different classes together and then things from the same class at the beginning and end together as well. Yeah. I almost think that like with the instructors having more freedom to like teach the lessons in slightly different ways each year and having more freedom to do so, it almost gave the students more freedom to interpret those lessons themselves because different instructors taught them differently. So you learn bits and pieces your own way which really kind of helped, I feel like, think analytically and problem solve and like think for yourself, whether it's in high school or beyond. Um, and again, you know, it is always kind of hard to tell what thing led to that. But, you know, I definitely know that like in elementary school, even in like middle school, like us and friends talking about different teachers and the ways they taught things and the things we learned from each different person and stuff. I think it's so interesting that you guys are talking about this freedom piece, because a lot of times when teachers are like looking at like they're supposed to be teaching core knowledge, they'll go, well, it's too constrictive and I won't be able to have this freedom to be creative. And I think you both have uh, brought up points that it's that proves them wrong, that they're, it's super open. It's super creative. Um, just at least from your experiences where teachers can take that and put part of themselves into it and make it their own, but still teaching those exact same concepts and content that they need. Um, So I think we've touched on this a little bit, but is there any particular topic that you can remember um, in your early schooling um, besides anything that you just, that you've already brought up that's really stuck with you and why? Learning about the Holocaust, Um, Miss Stanton, we read a book with her in sixth grade. Sorry, Zacho. It was Night by Eli Wiesel, I think is how you pronounce his name. Um, And we read that in sixth grade. And then I remember we learned a little bit about the Holocaust, I think maybe in eighth grade. And then also, of course, in high school. Um, And a lot of kids, once we were had, you know, gotten to high school, they hadn't I mean, they had kind of heard of it, but they may not have had a lot of exposure to it. Um, And I think reading the book in sixth grade, we were at the age that the author was at when he experienced the Holocaust and was going through those things. And Miss Stanton made it like very clear to us that that's what was going on, like, which kind of helped us build empathy as well, I think, because we could compare like, you know, he was one of us, essentially, like we were the same age. And that would be like one of us or one of our classmates having to go through something like that. You know, these weren't grown men all the time or like higher up teenagers. Like these were children that that was happening to. And so I think that that really stuck with me and encouraged a lot of conversations like in my house. And then also like with family members that um, live in different parts of the U.S. and stuff, just thinking about, you know, these tragedies that have happened and how we can, you know, teach those in a way that help 
hopefully prevents them from happening again. That's crazy. I didn't, I didn't know that was the year I missed. So I wasn't there. In yeah. sixth grade. And like, I, I know of the book and my like family as a Jewish American. And then like, we read it in ninth grade, I think too. in one of my classes, yeah. you read it. Um, that's so cool that you guys, that there was exposure to that in sixth grade already. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the unit, we had, um, an, I don't know if you want me to name him, but another student, um, his family was Jewish. And so we, got to like celebrate the Jewish culture as well, which I think was neat. It wasn't just learning about the Holocaust, which is obviously very important, but it was also like, okay, you know, let's look at what survived out of this. Like the Jewish culture is still there today. And so, you know, his family got to bring in all different kinds of foods and we learned about the Torah and Hanukkah um, and, you know, things like that, that at other schools, like no one else I know, you know, had an experience similar to that. Um, so I thought that was really meaningful and, you know, like ma- means a lot to me still. I still think it's really cool um, to learn about different cultures. And I think that, you know, doing that in sixth grade was probably part of that. That's so funny. The one year I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, I'm going to pivot just a little bit and ask you all, uh, just because I have you and since you went to a charter school and we were a very small charter school, what do you think now looking back on that, the advantages to going to a small charter school versus people that you knew going to one of the traditional public schools in Burke County? I can go first if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, sure. (laughs) I feel pretty strongly about this, actually, because I had a pretty unique experience going to sixth grade back to a public school and then back to a charter school. And like when I went to that public school in sixth grade, it was really like shocking. It was crazy because I had been used to being in New Dimensions where there was like classes of like 20 kids at most. And then you go to like a big public school where it's, you know, there's a couple, there was hundreds of kids. And like, I was like, I was like a little bit of like a weirder kid. I had like super long hair. I had like a pink backpack. Like I was good at soccer. So they were like, he's good at soccer. So like, we'll talk to him, you know, whatever. But, and so that was really weird. And I just really miss like kind of the close knit circle. Cause I hadn't really like found myself yet in that internal confidence where, you know, I didn't need that from everyone outside of me. And in the public sphere, I felt kind of lost in that. Um, but then going back to new dimensions in seventh and eighth grade, I kind of found that again and then was able to, by then go back to public school and like, you know, had my people and like felt a lot more confident and grown and wasn't, you know, a kid anymore at the same extent. Um, so I felt like it was a, it was great for me and really helped me find more individuality being in a smaller educational environment. Yeah, I completely agree with everything Zacho just said. And I felt like um, the teachers took a lot more like interest in students, um, which not to say public school teachers are bad or anything. They just have so many students. So obviously they don't have as much time to dedicate to each one individually. but. Um, like just so many of my teachers knew, you know, exactly what I was interested in. You know, they would take our input in for projects and things like, oh, would you rather do this or this? Maybe part of the class can do this and then, you know, teach the rest of the class that part and then we'll flip flop. Um, and so I thought that was really helpful. And then just what Zacho said, like to emphasize that, you know, like me and Zacho are still friends. We just hung out for Halloween a few days ago and, you know, me and Julia are still friends. Um, And a lot of the parents of students at New Dimensions that, you know, went with us, I still talk to them like probably on a monthly basis. 
Um, and we all have each other on Facebook. And I feel like that kind of community isn't necessarily replicated at bigger um, public schools. Um, just even with high school, like none of my friends that I knew solely from high school, like I don't have that with them. I don't like I'm not close with their parents or anything like that. It's just the friends that I had, you know, all the way up from elementary school and then field trips, I think, were another thing that were pretty unique. Um, I remember going on like a lot of field trips and my parents really enjoyed being the chaperones for those. Um, and I felt like that really helped build those connections as well between, you know, staff and students and bringing in that parent involvement that's obviously really crucial um, in a child's education. So I thought that was really neat too. Uh, So I was going to say, speaking of those field trips, so just for our listeners, um, New Dimensions did do something pretty unique. Every year, I believe it started in third, was it third grade or fourth grade? I think third grade, I went on my first overnight. Yep. They were overnight field trips and they always had something to do with the curriculum. So my favorite one that I went with my my own children who went to New Dimensions as well, full disclosure, um, was to uh, Charleston. And that one was completely amazing. And so not only were you, we would get his, history about the Civil War, history about the revolution, um, as well as some other interesting activities. I mean, they, ha- they can't all be 100% educational. There was some fun stuff, <laughs> um, like uh, haunted you know, tours and things like that. Um, But that still brought in the importance of the curriculum and it was just presenting it in a different and unique way. Things that you're going to remember for the rest of your lives were those field trips. And they also built the community to Emily's point to the relationships between the staff and the parents and the students. It really was a community school and still Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And like Emily made me remember uh, one one thing. It's kind of crazy to look back on, but I remember in like sixth grade because we just wouldn't have gotten this experience like elsewhere. But we were in like our seventh grade, I guess. Like me, Emily, and uh, Julia McCombs. I remember. And like whether it's you know I'm sure it's because of behind the scenes parenting, whatever. We were just kind of like a little more advanced in like math than like a lot of the kids our grade. And like you know in a big public class, there's not too much that can be done for that. But like. I remember like the teacher like gave us like a separate curriculum that like us three would just go and work on ourselves each time there was the math class and like that kind of like independent teaching where we were like, yeah, we deserve, like we worked hard. We were able to do this. Like, you know, this is what we need to prepare ourselves was really cool. Um, And not something I think we would have gotten if we went to, you know, one of the big public schools. No, absolutely. Did you guys have any issues transitioning then to a lot to the public high school? in terms of like academics? I think the only thing I would say was the calculators. The calculators (laughs) at high school that they used were not the same brand as the calculators that we used. And all of the public schools used that same brand. So that was really the only struggle. Um, But other than that, I like, I don't want to seem cocky, but I felt like we were almost more prepared. Like we, you know, a lot of people seem to be really struggling and it seemed like consistently like Zacho, Julia and I were fine. Like we didn't have a super hard time. We weren't, you know, failing any classes. We didn't have attendance issues. Um, and I feel like a lot of that was due to new dimensions. Like, I don't think it was just luck. Like, I don't think the same outcome. W- I mean, maybe it would have been possible if we went to 
a different school, but I think that, you know, new dimensions in the core knowledge curriculum had a lot to do with our ability to adapt to, you know, freedom from new dimensions. And then again, to UNC or Elon or NC State um, from that as well. Yeah. And I'd say about the same, Um, maybe like a a couple of things, like a couple of like the fundamental things I didn't understand quite as well, because we kind of self-taught some of it, like during those little sessions, Um, you know, maybe that was just me, Um, but (laughs) uh, no, I, I don't think, but for the most part, I definitely don't think I was less prepared ever when it came to any of the math classes or anything like that. And also like to keep in mind too, like this also wasn't like probably the usual new dimensions thing. Like this was the first ever seventh grade class. It's so like, you know, now I'm sure there would have been a little bit more instructor help and a little bit more prepared, but it was a little winged at the time. Yeah, so that's and full disclosure. So uh, this particular charter school, they were adding a grade every year and mm-hmm. Emily and Zeka were in the inaugural class of each of those middle school grades because originally it was just a K-5. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as we added six, seven and eight, you guys were the guinea pigs, but I think yeah. it turned out all right. <laughs> so far so far so good so far so good well thank you both for joining us we really appreciate it um giving some insight so the teachers can kind of hear like some success stories of students um who were in a Cornellage school yeah thank you so much for inviting us yeah thank you <laughs>